Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo, and today we're going to go on another another journey because I realized that a lot of what I offer on these podcasts is is just information, you know, just for your edification, just for your education. It's meant to give you an example of what's possible. So when you have the knowledge, you can begin to experiment and create with that knowledge. The instructions, the guidance, and the skill development actually happens in the academy, which is always open for your enrollment. And you know what? I'd love to work with all of you individually. However, I know that this type of journey is really reserved for those who are really serious about about letting go of the matrix and living a life that for many people may appear to be superhuman. And what I mean by letting go of the matrix is I mean letting go of the idea, letting go of the distractions and belief that it is the world outside of you creating the experience inside of you and what may appear to be superhuman which isn't really superhuman at all but what you may may appear to be superhuman is the ability to create how you experience things no matter what is happening in your circumstance and the reason why is because it leads to manifestation and it isn't superhuman it's not superhuman at all i can say it's actually what i'm offering is a return to our true nature this is our natural state as human beings the beingness of what it means to be a human, not do human stuff, but to be a human being. The truth is we're living in a low vibrational pattern of experience because we're doing, because we're doing, 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 we're so distracted by our doing. And while I believe that we're moving in the direction of raising our vibration generally, I know it is purely up to the individual to choose how they want to experience this beautiful perfection of creation. We are all here in a state of enlightenment, brothers, a state of being that is completely awake, and yet we have forgotten this truth. That's what I want to offer on these podcasts, is just maybe some words that might help trigger a memory, the remembrance of the present moment. And today I'm going to teach you about vibration, emotion, feeling, and experience, four words that all really mean the same thing. You know, brothers, I could, if I wanted to, I could break these words into specific meanings that give them enough variance to be unique in some way. But for the sake of this podcast, you know, I just want to keep it as simple as possible and just say that they're all the same. They're all synonyms, right? They could all mean the same thing. I can use them interchangeably. Vibration, emotion, feeling, and experience. Vibration travels on a wave. It's energy, like everything. (laughs) Everything is energy, right? So we've experienced the energy of the quantum realm, the third dimensional realm here in atoms and quarks and leptons and and molecules and elements and so on. That's the third dimension here. But vibration as an experience, as an emotion, as a feeling is in another realm, but it's still an energy and it travels in a wave. Vibration is just another type of energy, energy that we can't see with our eyes, like sound in some ways and light. You know, light we can see, but not the actual wave of light. We only see What's reflected off the object, actually, which is the color of what the object is not, surprisingly. I don't know if you guys knew that, but we're seeing the color of the object is not because it is the light that is being reflected off of it. 
And our feelings, they travel through waves of energy that can be positioned when we tune into how we feel in that moment. But the truth is that we're always in the wave of emotion. So think about it like it's always a wave moving through us, but we're just not always aware of it. And when we become aware, it collapses into a position, collapses into a single position of experience. Because most of the time, we're just not tuned into how we feel because we're so tuned outward into the illusion, into the matrix. And when we tune into the vibration, we can catch it, right? We catch it, we feel it, and this gives us what we call the experience. This gives us an experience in the neutral circumstance. Because remember, the world is neutral. It's just data, just molecules. That's what we know about the world. That's what's so beautiful and perfect about it. It's completely neutral. There's nothing outside of us, brother, that's making us feel any certain way. Isn't that wild? Everything outside of us is just neutral data. It's data, and this is provable. This is not just coming out of my head. <laughs> not just coming out of, my, out of my mouth, right? Like, we know this because we know it's made up of quarks and leptons and little tiny infinitesimal bits of matter that are moving, colliding, shaking, and bonding to create some sort of third-dimensional, quote-unquote, reality that we experience. It's neutral. There's nothing about it that's going to give us any feeling that's going to give us any experience other than maybe texture, maybe. It's only when we tune into the vibration of an emotion, of another energy realm that we catch it, that we feel it, we feel something. And of course, this doesn't come from the third dimension. <laughs> it doesn't come from the action or the result area of the universal truth. It comes from the thought area, the mental realm or the mental energy. But either way, it's a neutral circumstance. How we feel, in other words, the position in the wave that we catch, is only due to the thoughts that we cling to or that we engage with in that moment. And if we remain in a continuous flow of the now, with emotions passing through us the same way our breath passes in and out of our lungs or the way our blood flows through our veins and arteries. And in this way, we can live in the here and the now. And that wave of vibration really simply flows through the body with nothing ever stopped. It's just the wave, constantly feeling the wave. It's never reduced into a position where we feel it with this greater intensity. It's just felt all the time. And in this moment, in this moment that's passing, it becomes a superposition, and this is love. And I might return to this in this podcast episode. We'll see. It's a superposition. It's not a position. It's actually the superposition of all positions. Because most of the time, we are not living in the, in the moment, right, brothers? Like human beings generally are not living in the moment. That's what I mean when I say insanity. When you hear me say on this podcast, beta condition or conditioning or insanity or anything like that, anything that has to do with being in that thought loop, in that limiting belief system. What I'm really talking about is not being here, not being present, being in some thought that's being triggered unconsciously from the past, a memory, a system, a loop. And that's all of these things. That's what it all is. We're living in the mind. Human beings are living in the mind, the illusion created by the ego, created by the beta condition. We're living in the past and or the future. It's not either or, <laughs> it's actually both and the future. And this is normal. Brothers, it's not natural, understand, but it's very normal. And that's what I mean when I say, when I make analogies or, or comments about the insane asylum, right? 
It's like we're all inmates in this insane asylum because it's very normal. The matrix is an insane asylum. The matrix that we've constructed for ourselves, this invisible prison that we put up around ourselves, is an insane asylum, and we're all inmates in the asylum because we've made the unnatural normal. What is not natural for us has now become normal for us. And that's why time, time is a very fascinating and misunderstood thing. You know, I don't claim to be a master or a scholar of anything. I don't claim to know anything. I, all I know, and the only thing that I know is that I'm certain that we are one. <laughs> I know we are one. I know we are perfect. I know we are in control of our experience, which makes time such a beautiful gift. That's all I'm certain of, brothers. I'm certain of the illusion of separation. It is an illusion. I'm certain of the lie of imperfection. That is a lie. And I'm certain of the disempowerment around existential abdication. And I don't judge just because I'm certain of the illusions and the lies and the disempowerment. I don't judge it. I'm just aware of it. I see it. I don't condemn it. I don't punish it. I don't criticize it. I'm just observing it. I know it's there. I observe humanity as living in this false reality an illusion made by the ego, constructed by the ego, and perpetuated by the ego. And this requires a fall into the past and a projection into the future. This is the land of the ego. This is what takes us out of the present moment where we are awake. <laughs> the mind looks backwards. The mind looks backwards and says better or worse. It looks forward and says better or worse. Right? It looks at this moment and it looks backward and said today, like now is either better or worse than this or that. And it's comparison. That's why we call it duality. It's duality. It requires two to compare, contrast, and then make a judgment upon. Rarely, if ever, is there a full experience of the now, the here and the now. This is the greatest cause of our suffering, brothers, is the inexperience of the now. So our experience moves on a wave, right? Our feelings. In the moment, it's only in those moments that we catch them. And our vibrations are experienced as a wave. And of course, there is a biological aspect of this phenomenon. This is still the result. This is the effect. The vibration itself is the energy. And energy, like gravity, like electromagnetism, like consciousness, is largely unknown. Now, let me explain that very briefly, brothers, because I know I've mentioned this before, but it might require a refresher just due to the length of time it's been since the last podcast that I've mentioned this because we know how to measure gravity. Like take gravity example. We know how to measure gravity. We can say that gravity is the measurement of the mass and the distance between two objects, right? We know that gravity is a force, a force that pulls two objects together because that's the effect. So we know how to measure gravity and we know what the effect of what gravity is. Those are two things that we know. I mean, but consider this. We know how to measure gravity and we know what the effect of gravity is. However, gravity itself, what it is, is a mystery. No one knows what gravity itself is. What is this thing? Other than to just call it a force. Yes, to call it a force. Okay, so what is a force? <laughs> it's like the force of electromagnetism. It's the same. Nobody knows what it is. You can measure it. You can see the result of it, but nobody knows what it is. And of course, energy is the same. We can measure all of energy in a closed system as the ability to do work. We know the effect of energy is the work done. But energy itself, that is a complete mystery to every human who is alive today. Even Einstein, even humans that have existed in the past, because even Einstein couldn't comment on what energy is, although he gave us a way to measure it. He said energy is 
mass times the speed of light squared. That's a measurement, but he didn't ever say what it is. What is it? So we don't know what energy is. We don't truly know what emotions are. We don't really know what feelings are. We can say biologically that they are neuropeptides, chemical reactions, respectively. However, we don't actually have a way of seeing happiness or sadness or joy or excitement or anxiety or fear. We can't see it. You know, things will happen in the brain and signals will occur in the body. And we can measure all of this. We can measure, we can see the effect of it in the A line, in the actions. However, no one can say what the vibration is, what the experience of, what is the experience of fear or love or anything else. No one can say what it is. It is completely subjective to the experiencer, to the observer. But what we do seem to understand, at least through some of the experience around quantum mechanics, is the wave-particle duality. And this is a bit of what I will present to you with the concept of vibration. Because as we move through a vibrational field, a field of energy that is always around us, layered on top of us like a fifth dimension, we experience this wave as it permeates through us and around us. It's like it's here, but it's not here. It's like the water that a fish swims through. And I know you've heard me say that before because it's like another dimension that is existing right on top of this dimension. It's like if this dimension were a cube, because it's three dimensions, then imagine filling that cube with invisible air. <laughs> but that air is actually another dimension. It's another thing. It's another real energy. And it moves around like a wave. You know, and we regulate it with our mind. We regulate it with our thoughts. We adjust it. You know, we experience it with our mind. We experience it with our body, of course. We create it with our mind. And biologically, this is explained with the electrical impulses shot through the neural network. Esoterically, the vibrations are experienced by attracting the wave of vibration and choosing a position in the wave based on what we are thinking, which is our mental energy. And since we're generally in a state of past or future, we are rarely experiencing the superposition of vibration, which is a high vibrational experience. It's a sort of bliss, joy, to give it a word, a name, or a label, when really no symbol can describe the experience itself. Again, I talked about it as love. And outside of the superposition, there is the wave that moves up and down, creating troughs and peaks, peaks and valleys, right? This brings in the duality of highs and lows. And it literally feels like we're on a roller coaster of ups and downs. If you look at like a wave that goes up and down, up and down, like those sound waves that we're used to seeing maybe in math class and geometry or trigonometry, the wave itself is neutral. You can look at it, you can see it. Maybe it's in two dimensions, three dimensions, it's moving in all directions. Actually, it's like a current of, of water. But anywhere on that wave is a potential position of experience that we have access to when we go deeply into the moment and hold on to the feeling when we catch it, when we feel it. If we're not paying attention to it, if we're outside somewhere else in our minds, we're lowering the vibration, we're bringing it down, we're still catching it, we're catching it and it's lower positions. Because once we access it and become aware of it, we begin to experience it as a vibration, as a feeling. Now, this may all seem like conjecture, right? Oh, it's just some big story. Well, of course it is. Everything's a story. It's all theoretical. Everything is theoretical. It's a theoretical I, everything. There's nothing that's not theory. However, there is more and more evidence to support this hypothesis than you might realize it. And a lot of it has to do with the emotional solar plexus that stores the feelings in our body. The emotional wave is very documented. 
However, the research hasn't been tested in a clinical way. So bear with me and experiment with it with yourself so you can determine your experience with the astral field of energy, which are the, is the waves that we call emotions, right? Vibrations we call emotions. Most people think of these as sound waves, like I said, moving in a fairly consistent and predictable pattern, but emotional waves are not like that. They're more like the current below the surface of the ocean. They're more like waves of water, not waves of water you see that you surf on, that you see at the beach. I'm talking about the waves of current that are under the water. It's happening in the water itself. You know, they vary. They vary in intensity. They vary in direction. They change direction. They vary in amplitude and frequency. You know, the emotional wave has more to do with your thought patterns and how you call in your experience than anything that is predictable or universal. Now, brothers, they can be consistent. They can be consistent if your thoughts are consistent. And this is where most people live in the duality between heaven and hell or positive, negative, up and down. This is where most people live in that duality because the more you praise yourself and others, the more you call in the higher vibrations of what we call positive emotions. And the more you criticize yourself and others, the more you call in the lower vibrations of what we call negative emotions. And all of this in turn determines your auric field which is what ultimately becomes your attractor field. You are what you attract, and you attract what you are. Right? I know you guys have heard this. It's a law of attraction. Now, this all being said, emotions are not positions. Emotions are waves. They all live on waves, ups and downs, even in lower vibrations. There is potential to experience a higher level. And even with higher vibrations, there's always a potential to experience a lower level. This is where we pull ourselves out of the now. Consider it this way. You will always typically experience a range. A range of a wave. If we could measure emotions on a scale of one to a thousand, then your wave, right, will reside between a certain range depending on your thought patterns. If your thought patterns are looping blame, criticism, self-deprecating thoughts, you might experience an emotional range of 50 to 200 on a scale from one to a thousand. On your good days, you'll feel a 180 or a 190, and on your bad days, you'll feel like around 60, 70. Someone else whose thought patterns are full of praise, personal responsibility, self-respect, self-love, you know, they might experience an emotional range of five to 700. And on their worst day, they're still going to feel better than the other person does on their best day. Now, is it possible for the person who experiences a range of 50 to 200 to break out of the ceiling of 200? Yes, of course. <laughs> this happens for all kinds of reasons. You know, I mean, this is why I do what I do, is to help raise this experience, help raise these vibrations. And, and maybe it's through an experience of plant medicine. Maybe it's through an experience of personal insight or epiphany. Maybe it's through an experience of witnessing something miraculous, like something near-death experience or somebody doing something out of pure love. Sometimes it can simply happen through a random act of kindness shown to them or someone else. And yes, brother, you can affect the range of vibration for another human being, both through your kindness and through your cruelness. Consider that. Remember that. Remember that you aren't responsible for how somebody else feels. But you can provide the circumstance for anyone to experience something new, like love, compassion, kindness, generosity, patience. 
Keeping your vibrations at a higher level allows this ceiling in others to be broken, which is a completely different teaching that I'm not going to get into here on this podcast today. So we understand the idea that emotions are waves and we experience them in ranges based on our thinking. This is moving from the T line to the F line in the model of alignment, the universal truth. And what I'm going to offer with the rest of the podcast episode today is how to raise your vibration through three distinct positions, the low position, the high position, and the super position if we have time for it at the end of the episode. Of course, the easy answer is through your thoughts. That's how you raise the vibration, which of course you already know. Now, the low vibration is a survival position. The high position is the service position. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about peaks and valleys. The super position, which is above the high position is the realization of oneness. So it is outside of duality. In the low position, the mental vibration reverts back to a fear of survival. This is why it's usually taken out of the present moment. It's taken back into the past and projected into some kind of expectation about the future. When the mental vibration reverts back to survival, the lower vibrations of fear enter the body as a position. Now, this was actually a very powerful ally for us at one point in our human development, both generally and specifically, <laughs> both generally as humans and specifically for your bloodline, for you to be here. But we needed to feel fear in order to remind the body that survival was threatened and something needed to happen. Flight, fight, freeze. These are a few of the options we have when fear arises. But brothers, I want to remind you that survival is based on the body's desire to remain alive. There are real fears around survival and there are imagined fears around survival and most of us live in our imagined fears. And I know there are a lot of humans who live in a state of true fear when it comes to survival. I know there are. I know this for a fact. I've seen many of them, not all of them, of course, but being around the world, I know that there are some people living who simply don't have access to things that are required to raise the potential of survival. I'm talking about clean water, access to clean food, access to a safe place to sleep at night. And brother, you're not one of these people. <laughs> I know this because you are listening to this podcast. The humans that are truly living in a way where their survival is threatened probably don't have the access or the time to listen to this podcast. You know, we have brothers and sisters in the world who live in a state where rational fears keeps them alive and vigilant. Like I said, I've seen this. I've had this quote-unquote opportunity, if you want to call it that, to see these places and our brothers and sisters who live this way up close and in person. There are people in this world who don't have access to that clean water. There are people on earth who don't know where their next meal is coming from. There are people on this planet who don't have a clean bed to sleep in or a roof over their head if they get cold. And there are people in this world who live in the fear of getting their hands or their heads cut off every day who live around gunfire and explosions on a daily basis. And I'm not talking about the people in the United States. I'm talking about people who live in true conflict zones, true war zones, children who can be hit with a stray bullet or an IED on their way to school. This is a reality, my friends. And as much as I love them and know that they are in a very different kind of need, they are not you. They are not listening to this podcast. As I said, they either don't have access because of infrastructure or they don't have time because they're focused simply on staying alive to listen to this guy, this, this me, this guy talk about self-actualization. You know, when you're just trying to stay alive from day to day, remembering you're in a state of love and oneness, just it's very difficult to do. <laughs> you know, you're trying to stay alive and this is self-actualization. This is where we are evolving to. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're doing the spiritual work already. 
You have massive amounts to be grateful for. You are not living in a state of survival, although your beta condition is probably telling you a different story. The mental survival state that attaches to the low vibration of the emotional wave is called the victim mentality. And I figure I'll get some resistance with that terminology. Nobody wants to be called a victim. I get that. Nobody likes hearing that they're in a victim mentality, but it is what it is. There's nothing wrong with it. And you're not getting any judgment from me with that statement. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you or shaming you for thinking this way. It is what it is. And acknowledgement is the first step towards letting it go. It's based on the stories you tell yourself about the world and about yourself. <laughs> Because you see, your fear of failure, brother, your fear of rejection, your fear of loss, your fear of not being liked, your fear of conflict, your fear of what other people think, all of these fears are simply different variations of the victim mentality. They create a mental state of survival. That you are a victim of someone or something else, and it causes you to feel fear or some derivative thereof. It's lack, it's fear, it's scarcity, it's the low vibration and it prevents you from feeling higher vibrations and acting from a higher place of service. Just consider it for a moment. Just consider it. When you are worried about surviving, how could you ever serve humanity with your gifts? How could you even begin to think about giving when you're so worried about living? It's the foundation of money scarcity, right? Whether or not it's a rational fear. What if it's, there are people who live with the rational fear of scarcity. That's what I'm saying. Scarcity of clean water. <laughs> but the foundation of all scarcity comes from that illusion. I can't give a quarter to this guy on the street because what if I need that quarter later? Because I'm not present. And that may not be the conscious thought, but it's definitely the subconscious thought. The conscious thought is probably some other excuse. You know, the projection, they should get a job. They should participate in the economy. They should, they're just going to use it for drugs and alcohol. It's some kind of projection. It's so hypocritical though, isn't it? How many of you guys spend money on drugs, on alcohol? <laughs> on drugs, whether recreational or prescription. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. Recreational, prescription. It doesn't matter. It's the same. The difference is only whether you got permission <laughs> from a doctor or not. It's all permission. It's all an idea. It's all a story. Everything is a story. And again, there's no judgment. I'm not judging anybody here. I just want you to see it. Can you see it? Can you see the truth? You got, it's, it's important to be so intensely and exceptionally honest. How could you serve? How can you give everything to everybody when you're in a victim mentality, when you're so worried about getting and having? Keeping. It's the low vibration of fear. You see a brother or a sister in need. What do you do? And I'm not judging you. I'm asking you to see it. I'm asking you to notice it. Observe yourself and see it. Where does your mind go? Where does your heart go? Brothers, the low position of vibration is just a state of fear that comes from survival. It is the ego, once again. And it's the ego living in time. Afraid of losing time. Afraid of death. This is an illusion. Brother, you are an eternal being. Yes, your body will die, but you are not your body. You will live forever. Your body is a part of the illusion here to help you heal from the insanity of separation. There you go. That's why you have this body. You will live forever. You are eternal. You will have all the time you ever need. You are pure consciousness. You are the oneness, and I'm certain of this. Do you have access to water, to food, to a clean bed? Do you have access to a bank account? Do you have more than $1,000? <laughs> 
More than 5K, more than 10K. Are you safe? When was the last time a bomb went off near you? When was the last time you heard a gunshot? And weren't at a shooting range, right? And weren't there on purpose. When was the last time you saw saw a dead human body? And again, I'm not judging or shaming. And I certainly don't want this podcast to take a turn. (laughs) That's not the idea either. I'm asking these questions to help remind you of how safe you are, how far from violence and the possibility of death you are. But the ego doesn't see it that way. And a part of this has to do with the matrix, right? The distraction. That's why the distraction moves us towards that way so often. The ego uses the fear of rejection as a form of death, right? It remembers the past. The ego uses the form of failure as a form of death, right? Because it remembers the past. The ego uses the fear of loss as a form of death because it remembers the past. And you are here, brother. You are here. You are not in the past. You are here, right here, right now. And full of peace and beauty and safety and love. And when you start to manage your mind around using the thoughts that bring you to the truth of your life, then you will let go of the victim mentality and you will see that the blessings you have and always had have exist in your life. And that's when you can raise, that's when your vibrations will rave to the higher position, which is the position of service. Because then you'll be able to give all to all. There's nothing to hold back because you're only holding back from yourself. And the more you move towards oneness, the more you realize this. The more you raise your vibration, the more you actually see this. At the low vibration, you can't see this. You're so worried about the survival of yourself, of this body, this vehicle. And it's a mental position. You let go of that mental position as you change your thoughts. And when you raise your vibration to the position of a service, which is a higher vibration on the wave, you are free. And yes, that is all it takes. All it takes is to open your eyes and see it. Just see that you're free. This is what we do. This is the academy, the school of change. The change is of perspective. It's the change of mind. The change from low vibration to high vibration. And when you make this change and stop thinking about your own survival from a scarcity-driven, fear-based mentality, you are free. And when you're free, you are open, accepting and knowing of an abundance-based, love-driven mentality. From this position, you stop worrying about yourself, brothers. You stop thinking about yourself. There is nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. You have all you need and will always be provided for when the time to expand arrives. This allows you to give. You are able to give your personal gifts to the world, to your community, which are your vibrations. You come in here with a unique pattern of vibrations, low and high, And that is how you give. You give by being. You give by being the best of yourself. And once you start doing that, once you start giving, you start serving from a higher purpose. Your higher purpose has nothing to do with the movements of your body. It has to do with the vibrations of your being. And as you live through a higher vibrational position and you raise your vibrations higher and higher, you will continue to give more and more and more. Giving requires no sacrifice. It has nothing to do with doing. This is the victim mindset. The victim mindset, oh, it says, oh, I have to sacrifice. I have to give something. I have to do something. I have to work harder. It's because you're in separation. That's the low vibrational mindset that says that. The higher vibration does not experience this. It only experiences higher and higher vibrations as it moves closer and closer to oneness. It's like the gravitational pull increases. You accelerate faster with a feeling of more and more joy, more and more service, when the thoughts are not directed inward in a what-about-me type of process, then you are truly free. 
and you move faster towards this state. Because you realize that the more you give, the more you receive in the giveness you receive. It's a simultaneous moment. It's not something that occurs later because there is no later. That's the illusion of time. And as the illusion of separation collapses, so does the illusion of time. And there is the other position. This is the superposition. The superposition is the experience of the moment as it flows through you in perfection. This happens in two states that must occur at the same time, in the present and the realization of oneness. You can't be in the past or the future and realize oneness. However, you can be in the present moment and still not experience oneness. And therefore, these two components must occur. They must overlap to be present and then to experience the truth of what it means to be one. This brings a vibration of all that is known, a vibration of superposition. And this vibration I won't comment on much because it won't make any difference. Because even an attempt to understand it requires you to be removed from it, requires me to be removed from it. To use the mind to understand it requires you to detach from the surrendered mind and to attach to the mind that tries to know through distortion. It's a feeling only. It's an experience only. The superposition of all vibration experienced, it's the moment of realization. To even talk about detachment requires attachment. Attachment to the agreement. I don't know what the symbols that I'm using represent an intention. But this is the natural state of being that you came here to be, which is one. It's the movement through the lower vibration and the illusion of contrast. It's all a part of the karmic journey, the shedding and removal of all labels. And those labels are cognitive and cellular. Yeah, I'll call it love. I called it love at the beginning of the episode. I'll call it love at the end of the episode. But I will also call it love without attaching it to the way we humans use the word love to describe an emotion for someone or something. And I might go into that more on another podcast episode around unconditional love and what that really, really means. And brothers, over the next few weeks, I'll offer some examples of these three positions so you have a better idea of some of these examples. Brothers, we are here to feel. Our beingness is what evolves ourselves in the world, to vibrate, brothers. That's why we don't want the thing. We really don't want the thing. And I know this is a tough one to remember. We don't want the thing. We don't want the result. We only want the way we think the result is going to make us feel. We only want the way we think that thing is going to make us feel. The external world is an illusion. You can use it to create feelings, but don't get lost in the thinking that it's the cause of the feelings. The cause is the thinking, my man. You are pure consciousness. You are a spiritual being, not a pile of flesh. The external world only brings data to the body. It's the mind that aligns the vibrations. And this is what the positions are all about. Until next week, my brothers, raise your vibrations. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.